Ishan was scowling the internet before we got started. He got super excited about, I don't know if it's an article or it's a tweet or it's an Instagram post, something about Booker T and what he said about Tony Khan and CM Punk situation in AEW. What is it? Hey, look, you know how I love me some Booker T. I met the man, had a great interaction. He, We held up the line for about 20 minutes talking to each other. So anytime he ch- chipes in on anything, I got to see what Booker T talking about. See what the big OG got to say. And Booker T had a you know a comment on the CM Punk AEW situation just like everybody else. And uh, so this is Booker T's uh, statement. He said, Tony Khan, you know, he should have stepped in. A little bit earlier, you know what I'm saying? You know, if Tony can Tony Khan can't do it, sucky ducky quack quack, he should hire someone that can't do it. No way, no way did he say that. <laughs> it's not it's not in the quote, but I feel oh, like okay. all right, all right, okay. Go ahead. They took that out of they took it out of it, right? <laughs> Proceed. It's it's hard being the bad guy, especially when your buddies with a lot of these guys. Booker T continues. Uh, man, I would love to have that job over there in AEW with all that money and all that power. Though know, giving all these guys positions other than just paying them to do the job, man, you got to do the job to the best of their ability, man. They totally messed everything up from the beginning, man. Now, this second sound of Booker T sounds a lot better. That first impression, just I was like, ooh. Just like him. But now that sounds like Booker T. Go ahead, go ahead. That's Booker it's T. A, you know what? It's the man after every sentence. <laughs> It'll be the man and it's the, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> no, look, man. Tony Khan is not an actor per se. But Vince, man, my God, he was a really good actor. And that's where the difference is. So it's just when I was listening to him talk, this is just Booker T in my head. But I mean, I think he's spot on, right? Like I said it a couple of times and I think other people may have said it that, look, they got to hire some bad guys in that company. They got to hire some some dirty workers. They kind of nip this stuff in the butt. But uh, yeah. Or maybe not now that he's fired Punk. Let's see if that changes the backstage environment at all. Because it could. Hey. We don't know. We don't know what they're doing with Jack Perry yet either. He just said that he's uh, suspended indefinitely. So, hey, you know what? Say, though? Okay, well, if if Punk did that and he's willing to, you know, move away from Punk, yes, it was after numerous altercations. Maybe that could be enough to where they know, like, all right, well, he is kind of serious about making this a much. I I, I don't even want to say it's not professional because we're not back there. No, but we're back you there. you just hope that we're done hearing to the level that we've heard these backstage issues. You got to be done. Hey, but you. You know what, though? We always talk about, like, maybe, you know, Tony Khan. Well, we didn't talk about that, but people said Tony Khan didn't have a back uh, backbone and he wasn't this guy. But he snapped back at some people, right? Your girl, Big Swole, he came real heavy towards her. Like, right? Got her got her up mm, out of there. I don't think he went heavy at her. I, you could you could say oh, what he said man. was disrespectful, but I, it wasn't heavy. Like, heavy to me would be, like, matter of fact, foot down. I mean, he said, like, she can't wrestle, basically. She's yeah, like you're, you're bad at your like, job. I had to get rid of yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know if that would is coming across to me. Tony comes across as somebody that is um, a little too matter of fact when he shouldn't be a little too matter of fact. Maybe like he's still a great guy. He's a nice person, but like he said that, I don't. I'm sure there was a little bit of ill will 
when he did say that about Swole. Oh, it was but, a lot of ill will. Yeah, but I, I don't think it was to completely assassinate her character and come across like a dick. I don't think it was that. I think it was he said what he said because he probably felt that way, but you don't say that. And then what about X Town like that? What about poor Leo Rush? Right? Poor Leo stood up for her. a couple weeks later, he was off TV. Contract was up. We ain't seen him at AEW since. Man, ain't Leo injured or retired again? We gotta watch out for Leo. Uh, as much He's as I like, love me some Leo Rush, every single like every single match he has, either he come out of it injured or he comes out of it retired. Wait, he's so, in Impact now. Wasn't yeah. he at the show last time? The last show you nope. went to? Huh. He wasn't there. Yep. So hey, thoughts and prayers to everybody out there, and thoughts and prayers to all you guys that's listening. We appreciate you guys as always. This is episode sixty three of the TFW podcast. That's freaking wrestling. You guys have already heard from Eshan with his Booker T impression, even though he wouldn't do the Tony Khan impression, but he wants to do the Booker T impression. So next time, man, do the do the Tony Khan. There's people out I here did, probably I did a Tony Khan last week, nah, right? Yeah, no, yeah. that wasn't the that wasn't the Darby Allen stomping when he comes out to let you know who's coming out for Dynamite. That wasn't screaming at the top of your lungs. I ain't got the energy. Thank you, Atlanta. You may get a pay per view type TK stuff. Rhodesia is in the house. Yo yo. Let's get um. Let's start with All Out, because that was on Sunday. Ishan, you just shared with us that you watched it over one of your family members' house. They're not typically wrestling fans. You had to leave early to get the, to get the kids in bed for school on Monday, which if you have kids, all of your kids should be in school now. So I'm sure you are jumping for joy, <laughs> everybody who's listening to this. Let's go ahead and hit. I want to hit like every air horn. <laughs> gunshot and cheering but we'll just do a couple of them if you have children they are out of your house now for a minimum of seven hours during the day it's a beautiful beautiful thing they are back in school to get some education but you were telling us that they were the typical you watch this stuff type fan so i'm guessing there was nothing on that show that anybody walked away with and was like you know what i'm I'm gonna tune into this start next week Unfortunately not. There's a lot of jokes the entire time at the expense of these wrestlers. I mean, it was <laughs> it was kind of hard to watch. I'll be honest with you, in a lot of ways it kind of took my enjoyment out of watching because Aww. you know, they'll point they they will point out certain things, and to be honest with you, I couldn't cover up for it. You know, we as wrestling fans, sometimes we we get what wrestling is and we understand that certain things have to happen a certain type of way for things to go a certain way. Mm-hmm. And if you're not a fan, you're not as uh, I don't say appreciative, but you don't give those kind of things slack. So when they see certain spots, you know I can't really argue and say, "Hey, you know you're wrong." I mean, you're, technically you're not you're not wrong, but it's just kind of like, man, it's kind of dang, dang, you're right, you dang, you're right. Um, but you know, the last match they saw was the uh, we'll get to later was the Brian Davidson and uh, Ricky Starks match was a hell of a contest. I would say, as great as I thought All In was, All Out lapped it maybe two times over. That's how high I thought of All Out. And I thought maybe it was just me at one point because we're live, we're in the building. So I go on the social media and, like, it's the same. People who are watching at home is just talking about how great the show is. I'm like, okay, it's coming across great. And at this point, this is about the middle of the show. This is right around Hobbs and Miro. And it seemed like after 
Ricky and Brian did their thing, that show went off to a whole nother gear. And we were off to the races. Uh, and that's one thing that, you know, I'm never going to cut slack to bad wrestling TV because we spend so much time watching it. So, like, they AW still has to figure out the storytelling on a week-to-week basis. But I think that they proved maybe hopefully for the final time that the pay-per-view is always going to be worth it for them to pull off what they pulled off with the punk drama, with all in being a week before to do what they did on Sunday and put that product out there where including me was like, man, this show is absolutely missable. It was not in terms of just the quality of that show. Um, I know, Issa, you didn't get a chance to watch the entire thing. Radija, I hadn't, we haven't really talked. We just talked about how much we enjoyed the show, but we didn't do comparisons or anything like that. How would you compare it to All In? Oh, compared to All In, it blows All In out of the water. Uh, Again, I had to also take a step back and wonder if it's because we were there, we were live. Did it have anything to do with it? I know with one of the matches we'll talk about in a second, well, I'll just say it now, the Powerhouse Hobbs and Miro match. I think live, it was a lot better than what it was. I remember telling myself that this match itself probably felt like a C if I wanted to grade it, but just how over the crowd was and how much fun we had with that match. And it wasn't even a, a situation where we were stepping over the wrestlers. You know, at times, we as wrestling fans could try to take the the performance hostage and think that we're more over than what we are and try to do stupid chants and things like that. But in that match there, I think we were pretty funny i thought we were pretty effing funny uh, but overall i think i think this laps all in of the 10 matches that i actually took notes for <sighs> just because wrestlemania is wrestlemania i'm gonna have to just pull that out and it had roman reigns and the bloodline in there this is my favorite pay-per-view ple of the year hands down there's a lot of people saying i would have to kind of go back and live with it a little bit longer there was a lot of people that were saying that this is they felt like this was the best AEW pay-per-view they've ever put on. They put on some fantastic ones, so I'm not ready to to say that yet. But I it's think up I'm there. ready to say that as far as I mean it's up there. It's hard for me to probably put something else above that. Like I said, just the Powerhouse Hobbs and Mural one, I didn't care so much for the match itself. That was my f- worst match or my least favorite match, I should say. Um, but overall, we had a surprise with Lana, which I didn't get to see. Um, but you said that when after she came out, Miro kind of played her to the side, too. And you know why you didn't get to see it? So, Rhodesia, as soon as this match is over, <laughs> right, she hightails it. I don't know if she went to the bathroom. I don't know if she went to concessions. She hightails it. She's out. As soon as the match is over, right? Ding, ding, ding. So we get a little bit of the handshake and the shenanigans afterwards. And then on the, the big trine, it shows hot and flexible. And I'm like, oh shit, is Rhodesia like debuting for <laughs> she tell me? And that's and that's where she went. Oh. Whoa. Lana came Whoa. out. I was like, oh, okay, that's even that's cool too. All right, that's cool. And then Rhodesia came back. Like, what did I miss? I wanted to be like, oh, you mofo. The same way, like when I left uh WrestleMania weekend and Ricochet came out, and people were like, Oh, is that what you had to go? I was like, I'm not Ricochet. Chill out. Enough. Enough Your timing was perfect, uh, though. Your timing was absolutely perfect. <laughs> but with that Miro and Hobbs match. I wish you could go back and watch it. I think you are discounted a little bit. That match okay. was actually arguably probably the best big man match in AEW history. Okay. AEW, don't, they don't know possible. how to do big man matches. And if I'm trying to think, what other big man match where both were big men? We've had probably Warlow Hobbs matches that were great. Probably Hobbs and Warlow. I'm quite sure they went yeah. Yeah, that, a few times. This match cleared that. 
Okay. Um, but no, I think it was exactly what Hobbs needed. Good. Exactly what he needed. So a lot of times with AEW, it's about to follow up. Mm-hmm. So we got to see how they follow up now with him. But he's in a he's in a really good spot right now. But yeah, I thought that match was great. And uh, it came across well on TV. If you you know look at what people thought about it. And then it was cool to see, of course, Lana back. They say it's not a long-term thing with her. It's a short-term deal. Yeah. Like, they didn't even land on a name for her. So oh, wow. I okay. did like I did like their interaction. She comes out, and Miro's like, no, nah, man. <laughs> like, uh-uh. <laughs> and he just, like, leaves shaking his head. So I did think that was that was really, really cool. Um, Probably hey, the biggest. Hey, real quick. Did you see what the internet was saying? Oh, no. About- do not team Lana up with Hobbs. <laughs> Another black man. Oh, I mean, Bobby already had a Bobby had a piece of it. <laughs> you know what I mean? He had a piece of it, and that mural ain't been the same since, actually. Real. <laughs> um. Oh, that's what it was. The biggest thing that probably to me came out of that show, outside of like everything, work raid and things of that nature. Years ago, back in the nineties, Shawn Michaels lost his smile. Right. He got beat up at a bar. He didn't want to drop title on TV or whatever was going on. So he came out and cut a promo and us as fans. And even now wrestlers talk about how that was, he lost his smile. He gave his title up. I think Dean Douglas took the belt without, you know, having a match. Mm-hmm. Now I know the young bucks have lost their smile for the last year and they regained it this weekend. <laughs> a completely different level of engagement of match quality, and yes, they are in there with Bullet Club Gold and FTR. I get that. But if you didn't watch that match and come away feeling like, oh, got it. I don't know what to tell you. They they have regained Real talk. Speed. Real talk. If we're going to jump to that match there, all I can say is they all had perfect synergy. All eight of them. I loved every single one of them. I can't say equally, but there's times where you get a multi-man match and you might like say, oh, I don't care about that person. Or I really, really love that person. Everybody in that match, I absolutely am engaged in with. I, I care about all of them. Like th- that match to me was, again, perfect synergy. And it started off with a nasty ass. I don't know, um, Ishan, if you saw it or if they actually played it on air, that nasty ass chewed gum spot. Did y'all get to see that? Oh, yeah, they wouldn't have. Yeah, they okay. Wouldn't have. Oh, that was just so <laughs> disgusting. Oh, my gosh. Uh, but overall, that match to me was absolutely incredible. We've seen a lot of the, like, the Lucha Bros and the Young Bucks matches where, like, they'll do, like, their um, choreographed spots, like the three of them, like, in the trios and kind of stuff. This time to see all four of them all in, like, different parts of the corners. Like, it was, again, what we've seen already, but a level up, a step above. Overall, two thumbs up for that match. I mean, this whole card... I absolutely loved. I'm grinning ear to ear. I said on, uh, I guess, Sunday show, maybe in the last week, I felt like this was that house show match where you put, you know, eight of your bigger guys in the match and you just go out there and you know it's going to be a great match. And that was what it was probably t- maybe times two. They they did a fantastic job. Of course, the right team went over Bullet Club Gold. I noticed some people out there who were not high on the gun club. Them boys got it. Mm-hmm. Yep. They got it. They have arrived. Mm-hmm. They they were my real They had so much. Even when they got with Bullet Club, I was kind of like, or I think we even talked about it on the pod. We were kind of like, ah, all right, that's cool. I guess, you know, it plays off the name, but I really don't want them in Bullet Club because at that time, man, 
I wasn't checking for anything Bullet Club related anymore. I'm like, this right. is over. This is done with. They have changed my mind over the last 30 days or so. That group, that group is one of the better acts in the entire company right now. Yep. So. And as somebody who um, I, I, I'm it. not a JY fan before or in, in JPW or even when he first debuted, I definitely wasn't a JY fan. I saw what y'all saw in him, how good he looked like. He looked like a million bucks, but mean like just since, since collision and again, kudos to whomever is, is producing booking collision and storyline writing. I like Jay white. Like I said, the, I, everybody in that match, I was completely excited for, I didn't care who won or lost in that match. And it's eight people. He's he's beginning to come across as the star that I always knew that he could be on U.S. television. Of why I want him in WWE so much because I'm like this guy is already coming in. He should be an upper mid card guy to a main event guy in like six months. And we came in with the botched debut. Entrance, yeah, and he comes in and it's just like oh this yeah. ain't it. But he's there now. He is there now. So I'm very excited to see that. E, you did say the last match you saw on the show before you had to leave was Starks and Brian. So let me get some of your reaction to it. We know it was supposed to be Starks and Punk on top, main event. I don't want to be full of hyperbole and say it was a godsend that Punk got fired for Starks because he has done Starks very well on mm -hmm. Collision. Right. But watching that match, I just kept thinking to myself, this match is completely different if it's Punk and Starks. This match is completely different if it's Punk and Starks. Man, you know what? Starks wouldn't be coming across like this if it was Punk and Starks. What was your thoughts? I know you weren't really high on this show. They they just changed and put Brian in there a day before. So give me your thoughts on the match and just kind of what your perception was compared to what him and Punk may have had planned. You know, I can't say that I was uh, surprised because – we know that Brian Danielson is going to give anybody a great match. Um, right before he left and got injured, I mean, he was put on some classical guys, right? Big fan of his heel uh, character. Ricky Starks is my guy. He's one of my guys. So I'm going to be hyped for anything that he does. And I think that Ricky showed up and showed out. I think that Ricky is starting to put people on notice about what he can do inside that ring. Because um, one thing, um, you know, I, I learned after the match is that, you know, Danielson said that he pretty much didn't use uh, the injured arm. Right. So I he know, wrestled, a, it, you know, he wrestled funny, a whole match with one arm. I, I, I was watching, I even made a comment to them. They're probably about 80% in the match. And Brian takes his first bump in the entire match. Mm -hmm. yeah. And as soon as he bumped, I looked over to Matt and Rodriguez, I was like, that's his first bump. I was looking for that. He made a comment on the scrum. Like, I'm sure nobody noticed I didn't use my right arm. I didn't throw one strike. It's like, well, I did because that's what I was looking for. Looking because for, for him to miss all in and then show up for all, I was like, I know you're not 100%. You would have been in yeah. all in right. if you were. But yeah, to your point, yeah. That's just how smart of a worker he is because, and that's, and look, I, none of us are workers, right? But we know that you ain't got to do all these a thousand things in order to get over in the match, right? If you're just smart and you know how to, you know, work a crowd, man, you're definitely going to get over. So for me, it was just another, like, I don't want to say proud Papa moment, right? But I am older than Ricky. I guess maybe I am at this point, I guess. Um, but like, yeah, he showed up and showed out and put people on notice. I just hope that this continues. Cause I, li I like the pairing with he and um, 
um, Big Cast, not his name. Uh, Big, what is his name? Big, Big Will? Bill. Big, Big Bill. Bill. Yep. Big Bill. I like that. You know, that Shawn Michaels, Diesel type thing that they're going on. So I hope this is some positivity that keeps them moving forward. Now, as far as if the match would have been as good at, uh, with Punk. Now, I've been on record, maybe not, that Punk isn't the same wrestler that he, he was seven or eight years ago, by far. Um, not in-ring for me. Um, but he's very smart. I think it would have been a different match. And so I think that Ricky would have did well with either contest. Um, but definitely we got a, a, a great replacement in uh, Brian Damson. I think Ricky would have done well with either. But I think from the passion we even heard from him on Collision, he has something to prove. And I think it was more maybe not even to everybody else, but there's something to prove to himself. And that translated in his match with Brian. And Brian is, Brian is fantastic, you know, arguably the best wrestler in the world. But to me, when I saw that match, and when you're talking about a strap match, you're so close. It reminds me of, I think it was the second Creed, when Michael B. Jordan was training down somewhere in a desert and they had to stay in the big tire. Do you remember that in the scene? Mm -hmm. Like yep. you're, you're not getting away from this fight. You're here. You, there's no, there's no playing around with this. And then again, I know in the beginning um, he did a little tomfoolery, but the match itself was just so good. I think Ricky has something to prove to himself. I saw it. This is a, I think was a completely different match than what we would have had with Punk. Uh, I'm going to say much better because it just, I was also privileged to, to be having this conversation now after seeing the scrum and what Brian talked about in the scrum as well. So I kind of had that also in my back pocket now, but overall Ricky really, really showed what he's made of. I think he elevated himself again. Now technically wrestling to a new level. I remember a few weeks ago I said on collision, he put that rocket strap and went up a level in like Mike skills and wrestling presence. This time he actually did it in technical skill for me. He absolutely went up another level in that match. That finish. Once again, I shit a lot out on AEW's production, you know, a lot, but I got to give them kudos. And I didn't didn't watch the show back, but I saw the clip. I posted it on Twitter uh, a couple days ago. But um, the end sequence where he's being choked out and that camera work, they zoom in and Ricky looks right into the camera and he's saying no. And he just passes out. Incredible stuff, man. Goosebump worthy stuff. For somebody that we've all wanted to like be something and it will be start and stop, start and stop, push, start and stop, push. I think we are starting and he is taking off. Brian talked about it on the scrum. He is a huge Ricky Starks guy. And we also know now that Brian is going to take that spot that CM Punk had in, on collision as the top guy on that show. And we also know that he has Tony's ear when it comes to ideas and storylines. Yep. I think, I think Ricky's going to be yep. more than fine now. So I'm super happy for that. But I thought they were masterful for each other. I thought Ricky protected Brian in a way that is commendable. And, of course, Brian just being in there with Ricky and doing some of the things that he did for him was fantastic. So absolutely love that. Um, and then the match, we got to talk about the match I was most looking forward to. That's it was my main event. Kenny and Takeshita. That was outside of actually going to an – in JPW show, we went to Ring of Honor of Honor, uh, Card of Honor, you know, a couple years ago when they were in Mass Square Garden, but never been to Japan. That match was probably the closest I would be to seeing a true, legit NJPW style match. 
in person. Takesha's got it. He's another one that I was like, man, is this too much too soon? This is, a, you know, a little bit ago before they really started putting the gears to him beating Kenny every time or getting one up on Kenny through, you know, storylines and then the match at all in. At that point, he had already arrived. You know, I knew that he, okay, yep, he's he's the guy. He took another step. And more than just storyline related, I'd say, hey, if, if you, if Kenny puts him over, Takesha's a main man. <laughs> if there's any question. To, and he a is a main man. man. Now it's up to Tony, of course, to do right by him mm-hmm. and make sure that we continue down that trajectory. But man, that match, for me, that that match was a five-star yeah, there wasn't anything more they could have done in that match to make that match better to me. I thought was it was a match of the year. No, because I still have Osprey and Omega up there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, hell, I just talked about Trish and Becky. It to me is up there in one of those huge matches. There, man, we are we are anybody who is listening to us on a weekly basis. I'm going to assume the majority of our fan base watches both A&W and WWE. If you are somebody that, for whatever reason, unless they did something morally wrong to you, if you are not watching both, you are absolutely doing yourself a disservice. Especially if you're a wrestling fan. Correct. We had payback that either you looked at that show as at the lowest, above average to good, at the best, great, on Saturday – and then on Sunday, we had All Out, which in all intents and purposes, anybody who watched it said it was fantastic. We are living in an incredible time period for wrestling. Yes. Watch both if you can. And, and I know it's a pay-per-view, but give you know each a, a chance on their weekly TV. Because if you're not watching everything, you're missing out. And that's not even including Impact with what they're doing with their women's division and you know all that. You can miss NWA. I think nobody's really watching NWA. But, hey, Titus uh, is gone, so that helps. He's, he's out of here. He's, yeah, he's out of gone. here. Oh, so I thought he but just Rhodesia? won. I thought he no, must have no, just no, lost. Then okay, that's yeah, what it was. He's retired, okay. right? He's retired. He's yeah. out. He's out of there. And, and all eight people in the crowd chanted, "Thank you, Tyrus," to him when he was sitting there down on the cell trying to get some sympathy because he had to retire. So yeah, you're out of here, buddy. Go back to Fox. Why Rangers. did he have to retire? Um, because that that was a stipulation. Either oh, okay, got it. Okay, got it. Got it. Or yeah, or he retired. So he out of here. You uh, mentioned what you th- what you think about Takesha and Kenny? Like um, you mentioned that that was your main event. Of course, that was my main event. That was the match I was looking the most forward to. The crowd knew that that was the main event, and I know if I am having this recency bias right now, but I know if I go back and think about some of the big name matches, maybe the first um, Cena Rock, um, the once it was the once in a lifetime. Maybe I can remember that intensity of excitement, but when that bell rang. And they got in the ring, just the electricity in the crowd of them just ready to see what's because they knew we all knew we were about to see something beautiful happen. And just the energy off of that alone. And from the moment that they start, incredible. Again, I would put also Omega and Will Ospreay match ahead of this one. But it was just a different feel. And I think the story of this is a little bit different, too. Overall, two thumbs up. Takeshna is a made man. That nasty ass V exposed knee V trigger at the end for the win. Absolutely sick. It's something about the V triggers that that is associated with KO. <laughs> I mean, that was probably one of the reasons why I actually liked NJPW when I first started watching it years ago. It was like, oh my God, like you you are still alive and knocked knocked out and concussed with these V triggers. Like to me, it's something about that. And he took them just as much as he gave them, he took them overall. 
my favorite match of the night. <laughs> e, if if I don't see Kenny and the Bucks in a trios match until 2025, I am completely fine with it. Keep Kenny completely away from the Bucks because it is a different animal. When Kenny is in the singles competition and he's working at his level, I really feel like he dumbs himself down when 100%. he is working with the Bucks almost in every match for the most part, unless they're working mm. like Lucha Brothers or something like that. Um, it's just a, it's a different feel. Like, he is a star. And mm. that would be like Roman always tagging with the Usos or Cody always tagging with Seth or L.A. Knight. No, he needs to be in his own pocket in a singles lane, and that's what you were feeling, Rhodesia. And the crowd was, we don't get many Kenny singles matches for whatever mm. reason. And we know every single time he knocks it out of the park. Um, mm. keep, keep them away, man, until 2025. Hmm. Yeah, no, that's a really, really good point as far as he's a different person. And I think it's more of he doesn't want to outshine somebody. But when you're dimming your own light, it's not doing anybody a a, a good service. You know, everyone's being disserviced by you dumbing yours or not letting your light shine as bright as it can. Because, again, it was just electrifying. So beautiful to see. And that's why I did hesitate for a second and say that that was absolutely my favorite match of the night. It still is, but there was another one that really rivaled it. Again, just because of all of the emotions that was involved in that. And which match was that? We know it. The other real main event. <laughs> man, oh man. I, I could cry orange, if I if I could. Orange. Let me let me let me let me get you some orange. Orange Cassidy. Sir, you done well. You done your job, sir. You absolutely showed up and showed out you showed up and showed out this entire year but we know he's never had a main event spot in AEW on a pay-per-view moxley has every time punk spazzes out they throw moxley in the main yeah. event like look yep. man sorry you're you're on top again mox um what i love so much about that match is go back to saturday's collision where moxley cuts that promo he basically tells you the story of the match what it's going to be you're going to get mm-hmm. beat down. You're going to want to quit. I'm taking you to the deep end. Like, he's giving it to you. And I remember watching, and I'm like, damn, I think Orange is going to beat Mox. I did too. Even though I know that because, makes no yeah. sense. Yep. <laughs> because the promo was so good from a, I don't even want to say like a, a Hillis perspective, but he's telling you what I'm going to do to you. And this, everybody loves Orange Cassidy. And I'm going to just take everything from you, and then I'm taking your title. Mm-hmm. I was like, damn, that was so matter of fact. I don't know if they're going to do that or not. But then I'm like, if he can't beat, if Orange Cassidy beats Moxley, there ain't nobody left. That makes sense. We Every single match he's been in recently, he's getting hurt more and more and more. This yep. man has worked, you know, three matches in a week's time span. Moxley is the guy in AEW. He's got to win. And that was the way the match really kind of came across. Mox dominated. Orange Cassidy throughout the match. And probably my favorite part in the entire match, besides some of the false finishes, he kicked out a one Death Rider. It was right toward the end. And Orange Cassidy starts to do mm-hmm. the light kicks. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh. And I, I turned, I looked at Matt, and I was like, this ain't the time for that. Like, what is this? And what happened? And as soon as I said that, he started kicking him for real, kicking Moxie yeah. for real, and going at him. And that he's never done that before. And I was like, you talk about this is where the storytelling comes into it. You talk about storytelling. At that moment, it was this is not a game to me. This is not. No, I'm trying to defeat you. And it wasn't enough. 
And then that's, you know, Moxley hits him with one Death Rider. He kicks out. And Moxley does the sign of the cross. And he's kind of shaking his head just like, I'm going to have to kill this guy. I didn't peep the sign of the cross. Yep. And I'm like, he, all right, let me go ahead and kill him. Hits him with a, another Death Rider around his neck. And that was it. You know, it wasn't no shenanigans. It was a incredibly told story. And with everything we saw at All Out, or yeah, All Out, it was absolutely the, the match that should have made the event. Uh, Absolutely, loved I, I, I loved it. Yeah, it was not mad about the placement of the match. Um, it just goes back, like in my head, I remember seeing Orange Cassidy in New York at WrestleCon, so whatever WrestleMania that was, four or five years ago. And I'm just like, there is no way in hell that this dude who is this gimmicky can even amount to anything. Although I was highly entertained, but just to see that growth on the national stage from then till now, he deserves all the flowers that he's going to get this year. No one could argue with anybody who says that orange is their wrestler of the year. No one can argue that. Um, Just overall, I was so happy to be there. And like I said, if I could have cried, I would have cried. What's next for uh, orange? A month vacation. Do you, do you guys want to see him in a rematch <laughs> to try to get his belt back? What do you want to see for from him? Right now, just go on vacation. Take a J vacation. Um, I think the smart thing will be that he stays off TV for a little while. Because it's good sometimes to get that reset. You know, I, I've said it for a couple guys, but I think sometimes after, you know, especially a, a baby face, they once they lose, uh, sometimes it's good to get them off TV to kind of allow their character to kind of refresh. And so when they come back, they get like that huge pop, and they can be- mm-hmm. they can begin that next journey. Um, but you know, one thing we I don't remember if we talked about it last week or not. Um, but I heard the promo again this weekend was Orange Cassidy cut a freaking promo. Yeah, on Dynamite. Like, right? You talking about the, the go home. Yeah, right. right. Yeah, I heard it again, and I was like, "Man, like it was a passionate, powerful promo from a guy who doesn't really talk." Right? He always kind of comes off like this nonchalant guy. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't care. You won championship match, okay? Cool. All right, you know. But this one, he has to show some some fire, and she showed some like he like he wants this, right? Like he actually cares about something, right? Um, and then when I listen to Mox and his promo. I kind of felt like he was telling me what was going to happen. And I yeah. knew, and I knew, and like, and I knew he was losing. Cause it, it kind of makes sense in a way for Orange to lose. Um, and I felt like he was telling me the story. So, like, a lot of times, like the baby face, when they tell you that they're going to win, you know they're going to win, right? Because right. you don't want your baby face to come. But I, in Mox is a heel. But in a lot of ways, he doesn't lie. So he's telling everybody what he's going to do. And and he did it. So for me, my question, and I think you guys have already kind of are at peace with um, Orange losing. I'm like, man, dude, is it really the right time for Orange to lose? And is Mox the right guy? Because like Mox comes back to these high-profile title situations quite often. Like, we've mm-hmm. seen it, right? I don't know what new can be seen with him as champion, um, but we definitely had a different champion with Orange Cassidy versus, let's say, MJF. 
Like, right. Not saying MJF is, is a bad champion, right? But definitely Orange is like that workman. He's that old IC champion, almost times five. Because I don't think even the, the IC champion was defending as much as this man has been doing in these high profile matches. So, do you guys are you guys at peace with the decision? Absolutely. I I thought Orange should have lost his title. Was that double or nothing? I think was when I wanted him to drop it, just because how much he worked this whole year and then now I see what has happened even after that and it's just like yeah now on collision it was collision when um, Moxley went off on him right collision or dynamite whatever this past week I did think too like oh my god Orange is not gonna lose but it just made sense he he comes out and said says I'm tired (laughs) like he's literally he's saying that he's tired there should be no reason why Moxley should have lost against Orange unless there was some crazy tomfoolery into it. And then who else would have been able to take it from him? So I was completely at peace with Orange losing it. I'm actually kind of happy he lost it to Mox. And you're right, Mox is constantly getting himself back to these high-profile matches, but that just speaks to him and his ability to be so over to the crowd. So that's And and it's funny, we're talking about the international championship like it's the world title. And that's what Orange Cassidy did single-handedly. Yep. Of course, yep. along with along with the booking. But he made that title. He made that, that title. relevant. That relevant. So to answer your question for me, yes, in a perfect, perfect, perfect Skittles and Rainbows, everything is beautiful world. No. I would have rather had Orange Cassidy win and then drop it in a couple weeks. In a perfect just osmosis for Orange Cassidy. But you have Stadium Stampede on Sunday. You had pencil on Wednesday. <laughs> you ain't getting through Moxley on a Sunday. You know, so like it his was like they set him up. Taped up. Did you see his they, back? they set him up perfectly to protect him yep. for losing it when he did. What I just what all I hope for is tonight on uh, Dynamite, the first thing we hear is Orange Cassidy's music and he wrestles again. I hope that, oh, no, that I'll be does pissed. not happen. I will be, no, I'll be pissed. I would be livid. I would be like on, <laughs> on Sunday, heads are gonna roll Tony Khan on this show. If we see Orange Cassidy wrestling at Absolutely. all on Dynamite, I better not even hear. <laughs> uh, I better not even hear a color name on on this on this Dynamite. Orange Cassidy, but I I better not see him for at least two weeks. And I ain't talking about like those Moxley vacations that he ne- actually never takes. No, I don't want to see Orange Cassidy at all. I was I was uh I was on Twitter a few days ago. Of course, they were in Chicago the entire week, so Mox was on Dynamite on Wednesday. He shows up to one of the indie promotions on Thursday in Chicago. And the, and the person that posted it was just like, look, y'all talking about Moxley needs a vacation. No, this mf loves this. He's showing up to indie shows on his day off. He's wrestling? Like, you know what? Uh, he did. He did a run in and kind of that whole thing. But the point <laughs> is, you don't have to do that. So, all right. So, I am done telling Mox to take a vacation. Evidently. <laughs> well, I can say evidently. We know he loves it. I don't have anything else to deep dive on the show. I do have a couple of just other points. MJF and Samoa Joe, I am here for it. We're going to hear from MJF tonight on Dynamite. I love this. And another thing I love, too, and not to say that I think Joe and Punk was done, but it feels like this is the first time that they've course-corrected this quick whenever something's happened. Starks is completely okay now. Uh, Jay White and Bullet Club, completely okay. FTR, completely okay. Once again, I don't think – I think Joe and Punk was done, but we're moving on to – Joe and MJF, which I think everybody wants to see that. Uh, and the tag match was fun for what it was. We knew that Dark Order had no no chance. 
that was, you know, a match that the crowd absolutely loved live in person. Who knows where this whole Adam Cole MJF thing goes at the end of it, but I can tell you that the crowd is 1000% bought in and behind MJF. I'm going to I'm going to kind of take back what I said and say that they should have never brought CM Punk back. If getting CM Punk back gave us in birth collision uh Ricky Starks that's as hot as fish grease Joe MJF and just laid a foundation of of br- a bright light of AEW then you know what then it was worth it no I don't think all of this extra drama behind the scenes was necessary but if again at the end of the day this is what got us the collision and kind of just that frame of thinking of how to build a wrestler, how to book a match, how to produce a show. I'm completely fine with that because you're right. We would, we wouldn't have probably gotten Ricky Starks without him being his, like a protege to CM Punk. We probably wouldn't have gotten anything like that. So I'm going to take that back. I think it was worth bringing Punk back. If this is what we got out of it, it's a net positive. E, one of the matches that you said you were most excited for last week was Darby and Lucha- Luchasaurus. Did it, Hit you in the in the feel good spot. Hey guys, how's everyone's father doing today? <laughs> <laughs> hey, shout out to Christian. He said he resigned a, a long term deal. I don't know if he said long term, but he resigned with he, AEW. He said that Tony broke the bank for him. All right, so then real said. quick, and then and then of course I want you to talk about that match e, after this. Uh, how does that change your guys' percentages of if Ed shows up in AEW or not? I give it a little bit more, but it was more so of Punk leaving or getting fired more so than Christian resigning. Christian doesn't talk about anyone outside of the company. He also doesn't have friends outside of Luchasaurus. I I I gotta be honest. I, I I'm always honest. I gotta stop saying that. That's gonna be my thing. I'm, that's when on my I'm gonna write on a note. Stop saying it. I'm gonna be honest. <laughs> stop saying I'm gonna be honest. <laughs> just, just just stop saying it. Um, I don't care if age comes. You don't. I don't. And so, I, I'm, I'm open. I'm open to being surprised if he if if he if he does come. Um, but I'm not into it. Into it. Wow. Yeah, I thought you it, said so you you wanted him to come. Did I misunderstand that, or was that more of you, Matt? I absolutely want him coming. I I, I like. <laughs> I want him coming, and not not really, not like that. <laughs> Take that out. Pause. Take that back, baby. Pause. Uh, that's hilarious. <laughs> um, no, but I'm all for people flip flopping. Like I want CM Punk in WWE 100. percent It would give us some incredible content on TV and backstage and for our show, but to be able to see punk Cody punk Roman punk Seth, there are so many awesome programs. Heyman and punk. There are so many awesome programs we can get on WWE edge and AEW. Yes. Give me a story of him and Christian one last time tag teaming against FTR. First time ever young bucks. First time ever. Hardy Boys, last time ever. Hell, get the Dullies. And, and let's do another, their final ever TLC match. Made them in a, a major show. There is so much they can do with that, with Ed. I'm all for it. I want everybody flip-flopping. 
Warlow, yeah. whenever he comes back, I want him coming back just so he can go to WWE. <laughs> I'll take that. You know, I like the, I like the, I'm with the flip flop too because I think it, it, it'll rejuvenate some careers and some characters. Yes. Um, because like these guys, you know, a guy signs a six year deal with AEW, we clapped and, you know, we don't see him on TV half the, half the time. Or same thing with WWE, these guys re up their contracts just to be in the same position. And so I think if, you know, like, um, I was going to say Ricochet, he's on the tip of my tongue. I don't know how you're fair in AEW, but it's worth a shot, right? Um, but yeah, no, like the the match itself, I, I enjoyed the match. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was exactly what I thought it was going to be. Um, I'm glad that Luchasaurus won, so I can continue to see Christian parade around with that championship like it's his own. Um, <laughs> I, I love it. Because at the same time, much as you guys said about Orange Cassidy, like I feel like Darby Allin should be tired. This man is, he has a feud on Dynamite. He has a feud on Collision. He got a feud on Rampage. Yep. You know, they resurrected Dark. And he had a, a feud on that one. <laughs> uh, he's He's been all over the place, man. There's no way that he can stand up to the right hand of destruction. So, that's exactly what Nick I want. Even, even with my boy Nick Wayne out there. Nick Wayne's over with the fans. But you that like match him? was... Like Nick Wayne like yeah, I do, I do like Nick Wayne. Yep. Um... That match was better than I thought. I didn't think it was going to suck, but it was really, really entertaining. Lucha did and, not have to be so aggressive ooh, to Darby, boy. though. Two mm. t- tombstones, and then the the Ford buckle bomb into the turnbuckle. What? Again, that's when I would go get my proverbial bat and knock him upside his head. Like, dude, Luchasaurus was way too hard on him. But what you were saying, Eshan, about uh, Darby, I'm actually getting to a point, and this is in all love, like, I'm tired of seeing Darby in these matches because I just feel like he's hurting his body so much at what expense. Well, for us wrestling fans, like I'm, I'm so tired of him doing all to put it in perspective. I think I took a, a swig of my drink at the beginning of the match. I look up and all I see is upside down feet in the air. When Luchasaurus threw Darby, I was just like, what's that? And Matt was like, Oh, that's his feet. And I'm like, I just looked down for a second. <laughs> Like th- that's yeah. what I'm like. He's he's constantly getting these. Be the difference with like orange is like his body, like the wear and tear, you know, of the body slowly, slowly not fully recovering. No, Darby isn't like in a blunt force car blunt force car accident, like you said on all these shows every week. I'm tired of seeing Nick, that. Nick Wayne's got his back though. Don't you worry. Nick Wayne's gonna take care of him. He will. I would never not say that that his 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 whole name is funny to me. I would never call him Nick. I would never call him Wayne. He is Nick Wayne to me until eternity. I, I wonder um, how I wonder how Darby would be once he's more of a veteran. Like, because at some point he has to change his style, right? Yeah. But I kind of feel like his style is what brought him to the dance. Mm-hmm. So I wonder what he would change about the way he wrestles. Probably nothing. Longevity to his kind. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if it's much, man. To be completely honest with you, because it's not like he's working weekly. Um, he should be smarter about the big bumps that he takes. Like, I don't have a problem with any of the bumps he takes because that's just what he does. Mm-hmm. But if, you know, he was telling the story before All Out that his back is jacked up. I don't know if that was storyline mm-hmm. to, you know, kind of have a, a weakness it's going into be. the match. But he talked about, you know, he landed on the coffin twice in all-in match. You don't need to do that. Nope. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? So, like, I, I don't need you changing anything about your style, but just the, the big, big, big bumps. Do it once every big match. But I don't, you think I don't, about I don't, it. I don't need to see you doing a major bump like that three or four times in one match. But you think about it, even wrestling once a week, 
just what he does in that match, that once a week. You think about us. If you think about if we landed on our back like that, just once, mm-hmm. like man, I'm out for the rest of the month. Like right, he, like he also he also likes that style too, though. I, I mean, I know he he likes it, but yeah. does his body like it? You know what I mean? Like, I guess we'll, is his body going like, like it? Five years, right? Exactly. <laughs> in five years. Yeah. Um, uh, so that was everything from All Out. Rudy, you got anything else before I hit a couple of... Actually, just one more point about AW. We can move on to Raw. Just the only thing that I would say that was like that fell flat for me was... And also, I must say, it's always a treat and a blessing to see him wrestle... Um, but the tag match with Eddie, Shibata, Claudio, and Willer. Again, no different than any, I think, regular Dynamite Rampage collision match we would have saw. They probably could have kept that match for me. It just didn't do nothing for me for the card. Um, but anytime we see Shibata, it's a blessing. But that was it. Yeah, because we should never see him wrestling. Uh, that man was almost dead. Yeah. It, it was, you know, it was it would it was fine. It, the placement was just in the wrong spot. They placed it. it Maybe that could have been, been what earlier. it is, too. Oh, and in, I must say, I yeah. never once, this is like a first, never once almost fell asleep in a wrestling match. Me and wrestling um, pay-per-view. It was like 13 matches, right? No, you mean wrestling show. Show. Wrestling show. It, it could have been a one-hour Superstars tapings and you would And fall I still would have fell asleep. And that's day. how I know that this is, like I said, I, I kind of got to take WrestleMania out of it. One, because it's two nights and you had the bloodline in it. But this is my favorite uh, PLE pay-per-view of the year. I never once got. Hey, I, I got to ask you guys um, a question about all out, and we talked about the build being lackluster and how are they going to get to this moment. And you know, a lot of people were saying, you know, show the show of the year, right? And it pretty much came together really within twenty four hours of the show. And we always talk about you know characters and stories. That's why we're into wrestling. I think for me as a fan, and I think I've said it before, but I'm really going to get back to it when I judge AEW and kind of Tony Khan's vision for wrestling is that I think he truly understands his fan base and what exactly they want. With AEW, it is about the matches. It is about the moves. It's not always about the, the characters and the storylines with them. Because at the end of the day, and I think Tony said it during the scrum, like his pay-per-views always work out. And we always say after the show, it's one of the best shows. Yeah. The next show is the best show. It was better than the last. And the last show had less build than the last. It had less story than the last. Mm-hmm. But every 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 show is always another great show because that's what his fan base wants. It's not all about the characters and the story. Not in the way that we know it, right? Because they tell stories differently than like a WWE and wrestling shows did in the past. Can you think about New Japan? A lot of their wrestling is told in the match, like, right. right? And I think that's his vision for wrestling. And I think that much like for me, this is personally for me as a fan, I started like understanding like Vince McMahon has a vision for wrestling that works for his fan base. And I think that Tony Khan has a vision for wrestling that certainly works for his fan base, right? So I think that when we go into the next pay-per-view, and we say, oh, the bill wasn't this. And, you know, the match came together like, you know, two hours before the show. Mm-hmm. Tony knows what his fan base wants. He's excellent at putting together a match card, right? He, he does it almost perfectly. So I think just going forward, 
I think that, you know, we just got to put that to bed. Like, look, let Tony, let Tony cook. He knows what yeah. he's doing. And he gets if his fans exactly what they want. Yeah, no, you're right. But I'm not, like I said, I'm not going to let him off the hook for the weekly misses where we're like, what was that about? Why did we do that when we could have done, done that? I think you're right about he knows what his fan base wants. He talked about All Out is going to be eclipsing 100,000 buys. That's like $5 million gross. Coming mm-hmm. off of two hundred thousand buys, for you know, so that's a ton of money. He's if making you think money. about it, but there is still an opportunity because tonight's dynamite show, they're not going to have three thousand people in the building. Mm. Last I checked, I think they've sold twenty six hundred tickets. Wednesday's dynamite here in Chicago last week, forty four hundred people or whatever. Collision, five thousand people. So there is still an opportunity. I understand what you're saying. And I think for us as fans, we, we, we want them to grow. Like, we want you to grow. And when we can watch and feel like, hey, I have better ideas than what I'm seeing on TV. And we always feel that way regardless mm-hmm. of anything, right? Mm-hmm. If you're a football fan, Monday morning quarterback, you know, basketball, hey, oh, man, why didn't they call this play? Because blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. I, so I get that part of it, too. But I think a lot of times we have, we're, we're, we're on to something when it comes to AEW and the creative, I, and we know we're on some thing about collision collision is outside of SmackDown. Typically as close to a wrestling show that I want as possible. But to your point, there's somebody who can argue that dynamite is everything they want in a wrestling show. And that's it. I was going to say that. Yeah. And we're good to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I do, but I do want, yes, to your point about that. Yes, we do need to, the whole thing of, hey, is this AEW pay-per-view going to be good? Probably needs to go away. But there's still going to be a lot of conversations around, hey, what about the weekly stories? That is where they got to figure out so they can start getting back to when they go to these different markets, always exceeding or at least meeting what they did last time. It's, it's the stories, i.e. MJF, Adam Cole, i.e. what Punk was doing, you know, so... I think that's really where they have to 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 kind of really stick to it. And we'll see tonight. Starting tonight, we'll see. And especially with them having Russell Dream in October, we don't have to wait until full gear in November. So now they're going to have Russell Dream. They're going to have full gear. And as of right now, that's all from a pay-per-view perspective until Revolution next year. So let's see how TV looks when now they're working off these four-week pay-per-view cycles for the next two months. Uh, last thing I have for AEW, I just wanted to share a quick story that I saw. So StarCast was this past weekend. If you guys don't know, StarCast is where you can go meet and greet wrestlers, things of that nature. And uh, Dennis Rodman was there on Saturday for meet and greets. <laughs> so, oh, he I guess was he somebody into... to meet and greet? Like yeah, yeah, you could yeah, meet and yeah. greet him. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> yep. So I guess he gets in Friday evening, and he's at the same hotel. You guys know where it's at in Hoffman Estate, same hotel we stayed at for uh, the first StarCast. I guess when he shows up, Bars closed. Oh, no. Now, if you guys don't know, I'm sure you do know. They say Dennis Rodman can, like, drink all day and all night. And when he was playing basketball, I'll be back up at practice at 30 minutes later. Like, he got eight hours of sleep. He's always been like that. So, I guess, of course, he's not used to bars closing by the time he gets to the <laughs> hotel. They say he jumped the bar. Oh, my God. Grabbed a bottle of liquor. Oh, my God. Took it up to his room. Oh my gosh. So Conrad, who of course does, you know, he owns Starcast and does all that, 
I guess he calls down, he hears about it, he calls the front desk or whoever Saturday morning just say, hey, uh, heard Rodman, you know, took a <laughs> bottle of, you know, liquor to his room. Are we going to have any issues? And whoever he talked to, the woman said, not at all. It's Dennis Rodman in Chicago. Let us know if he needs any other bottle sent to his room. Oh, wonderful. I said, shout out to, to, to the worm. You could tell he was really happy to be back in United Center. He said that was his first time in like 13 and, years or yeah, something like that. Something like that. Something like that yeah. So yeah. shout out, shout out to, to, to Robin. He's always a Detroit Piston to me first. And yeah, I was going to say that, but when I, when I think about, I think he spent more time in the Spurs than he did the Pistons. He definitely spent more time with Chicago than he did Detroit. So I guess but he got on the map because of the Detroit Pistons though. He got on the map. Wait a minute. He spent more time with the Spurs. He's only with the Spurs for a year and a half or something like that. Right. He went with them that long. How long was he with Detroit? He was with us through the back and back championship. Yeah. The year and before, afterwards, right? so three years, four years, four years. Okay, so four. All right. Yeah, yeah. Shout four out years. to the worm. Hey, and that's, um, it's really nice to be paid, have money, like right? Because hey, let me tell you, Big Daddy can't jump behind the bar and take a bottle up to the to the hotel. Nobody. You would you would make it to your room. You know I got you, Big right Daddy. Nobody could do that. Uh, besides, if you got clout with your name, so there it's you go. Big Daddy in Chicago. No, I ain't getting that. Be like, yeah, you better figure out, call somebody when you get your phone call for being in jail that holding cell. <laughs> your one phone call, right? All right let's, move, let's move on to WWE. I guess now it is official. Fit Gunther is better than, or yeah, he's better than Fat Walter. It is official now. Uh, as of in two nights, he would have eclipsed Honky Tonk Man as the top. Longest reigning Intercontinental Champion in history. That's a big deal when we say it a lot, when this man was on outs with this man, but even in this time frame, and that's him doing that and being on TV damn near weekly. It's a little bit different than what Roman did where he's taking months off at a time. Mm -hmm. You know I love me some Roman, but it's a different feel to it when he's there and he's defending that title. He's in storylines consistently, et cetera, et cetera. Chad Gable, man, the end of that match, the, the, the entire match, if you guys uh, don't know, go on YouTube. They put the entire match up commercial-free, which is great because they butchered. I don't know if the time cues were off or what, but they had two commercial breaks in like a span of 10 minutes in that match. Completely took the flow of that match away. But the last five minutes, particularly those last two minutes, were killer. We have to get them now at October's pay-per-view, right? Absolutely. Don't, don't we have to run this back? Absolutely. One last time? Absolutely. Well, first off, I I literally wrote down the spots of Gable's final little push. Superplex. Head splash. Ankle lock. Taunt into the chaos theory. All of that in a matter of probably 35 seconds to only get suplex on the top of his head in the Larry clothesline for Gunther to win. At the end of that match, you look at Gunther and you saw, you see in his eyes, like not impressed, not, Oh, I beat you or I barely won. It was like respect. Uh, no, I'll tell you the I, look he had. What did he have? The look he had was, damn, I barely beat him. Okay, then you can say that, that too. Yeah, but but that's still part of respect. I still could respect that though. I can consider that as respect because shit, I almost lost. 
But yep, that, that look, that, that was the look, and that's when I was like, "Yes, it's not over." When he it shot that look, over. and they shot it that way, I'm like, "Okay, give this to us." I, I said on Twitter, "Give it, give me this an Iron Man match. It don't yeah. have to be 60 minutes. Give me 30 minutes, and have Chad take that title off of him." And this was to the point about the the two commercial breaks, and I always go back even to Blood and Guts when it was back in Detroit last year. I felt like I missed so much from that match from what you had told me because you were there live because of those commercial breaks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was in picture in picture. It's still just not the same. You hear wing stop commercials all over here. It's still just not the same. But that to me, it looked like and felt like that should have been a pay-per-view match. What we saw last on Raw. But overall, Give me that on the biggest stage that you can, as soon as you can. Having his daughter, his family there with that extra emotional um, string pulling, loved it. Loved it, loved, loved all of it. And them poor little girls out there crying. But no, uh, that look, I got the same thing from that look that uh, Matt got. Like, to me, he looked back kind of like, what the yeah. Right. <laughs> like, right. Like, like he almost couldn't believe it. But, you know, I thought about it at the end of the match is that like, how did they get back to him getting another shot? I mean, he didn't lost to him twice. Yeah. And that's what I thought about. And that's why I was like, man, is it over? But then and this was a this was a clean loss, too. It was clean. It was, it was no clean. Like squeaky. So to both of our or all three of our points, what if it then is Gunther's suggestion? Hey. I didn't feel comfortable about that win. No, I've already, I've no, I know, I've already, I've already won. I've been the longest reigning IC champion since the last forty-four years that it's been out. I, I'm cemented in my legacy. No, I want that back. He would sound like he would be dumb as hell if he did that. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. He wouldn't do that. He has integrity. No, Uh, but he also almost mm, lost. He's not going to do that. He beat him clean. It wasn't like there was any interference from Imperium. So why have that look? So why have that look? What do you mean? Because he knew he almost lost. Yeah. He's never almost lost his title. That's why. And that and, so and that tells that tells a story. I remember when I was talking to you guys when this whole thing was starting, is that you know Chad went from like a joke, right? Uh, he was he was the funny guy, you know. Thank you, guy. He was very entertaining. And I told him, hey, this is all about making him a serious contender for the championship and just in general, right? And I think he's he cemented himself to that, right? And I think he cemented this to 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 Gunther, right? Mm-hmm. So I, I actually just thought about this as we've been talking. I'm like, what if they do another um, tournament or uh, eliminator that Tony Khan likes to do, right? They do another eliminator tournament, right? And Chad's in that, right? And he has banger match after banger match after banger match, and he wins an- another right to challenge Gunther to the championship, right? Now, right, so now he's earned his another opportunity, right? He wasn't given an opportunity, right? He earned another opportunity, right? He's had, you know, four-star matches, whatever the case, because it'd be great on Raw, because they'll, they'll give him time to have these matches with these individuals, whoever they may be, right? And then he finally gets to Gunther again, and now Gunther is concerned, because he barely won the last time they fought, like, right? And Chad can tell the story of, like, hey... I just need a couple more minutes. I know your weak spots. The next time I see you in the ring, I got you. Like, right? And Gunther feels that. So maybe that's the way it can go. Chad cut an incredible promo just on .com after the match in the locker room, basically saying, you made my daughters cry. Like, I'm, I'm done with this. And he said, I swear to God, I'm taking that title. 
Mm-hmm. We take that literal in the black community. You say swear to God, you're not lie. Because you're going to hell if, if, but if you like, say swear to God. You, you're so when he said that, I was like, oh, okay. Eternity. All right, Chad, Chad going to win it. Chad going to win it for everybody. Uh, so, yeah, I don't think it's over at all. Which, man, it, kudos, 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 kudos to them. They, I thought they did an awesome job through, throughout the show, the thread of how important I see championship and title was you know mm-hmm. showing the old yep. pictures mm-hmm. of you know the lineage of, of that title loved it yep first time in a long time well triple h has done a pretty good job with the ic belt mm-hmm. but this is what we kind of been begging for for years anybody who's been an old school fan that remember macho man ultimate warrior rick rude you know that that time period with the ic belt mr perfect bret hart when it was okay you're the ic champ then you are the work horse of that and then when you lose it now you're moving on to the world title that was not that for the last, you know, 10, 15 years. No. Put it in, in perspective, you, my first, um, like, um, affection with the IC championship was with Dolph Ziggler. And then not again since Gunther. So That's just to put to that in perspective, yep. and I've been watching wrestling for over 20 plus years. The yep. IC so didn't I gotta really be, matter. I got to be honest, even when Ziggler had the championship then, it, it means much as it does now. Of course I want to say like the, the last time... Not. I think we might have to go back almost 30 years since last time Ace, the IC title was treated with this kind of respect. It might have been maybe, I don't think it was ever treated with this much respect in the, the Attitude Era. No, it wasn't. Yeah. I, I started watching toward the end of the Attitude Era, and it was, I couldn't even tell you who held it. When H and Rock were fighting for it, it was pretty prestigious. And that was 97 ish. Before I started watching. Right around there. Yeah. It was pretty prestigious, but. Because it was those two guys, yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, but those, those hey, he's, he's taking Honky's title reign. So we know, like, it hasn't been treated with this in terms of somebody who's held it for, you know, however long that is. So shout out to them. Loved it. Uh, Jay's first night on Raw. What'd hey, Paul, pause on that real quick. It just popped in. I'm going to forget. While we're saying on the IC Championship, and we just talked about the, the International Championship. So mm-hmm. you had Orange Cassidy you know, really made this championship, right? Like, he really made that, inter- that international championship what it is today. Um, hopefully, John Moxley can continue that. But Gunther has really rejuvenated, as we just got finished saying, the IC championship. Who's had the be- who's had the better reign, right? Of course, Gunther's championship is still going, but who's had the better reign up until that point? Orange Cassidy or Gunther? There's, this is not a question for me. It's absolutely Orange Cassidy. It was a championship that didn't exist prior. At least with the IC belt, it's been around for 44 years. At at some point, points in life and in time, this championship was held to higher standards. To me, it was originally with the, not the North American championship. What was it originally called when Orange Which got one? it? The international championship. No, uh, uh, All-Atlantic. It was a real, originally all Atlantic, and then it switched yeah. to international. He put the championship on the map. So to me, I yes, I I could see the parallels and great question because I think those are that's a really great um, parallel. But to me, the international championship exists because of Orange Cassidy. It is not the same for me when it comes to the IC mm. and Gunther. Man, but you're talking about a how long has he had the title for? Well, who Eight is he? Months? Orange. Yeah, we talking eight months, seven months. At the end nine of November, months? was it the end of November? Or I can't remember. So, okay. so you're you're talking a, a ten month reign compared to a year and a half worth reign. Man, that's a great question because like you want to say orange because you're we're into that story. Oh man, twenty two and zero, 
in the last few months, and he's, you know, starting every dynamite off. If you're talking about who had a better reign, I'm going to say that Gunther has had a better reign. Whose reign was more important is Orange Cassidy's. I, I've been fair with that. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I think that's fair statement there. I agree. Hmm. Who would you say? You know, I honestly didn't have an answer to it when I asked you guys, because um, I thought, is as we just said, like Orange, it's really made that title important. And in a in a promotion to where they have so many titles that most of them aren't important, right? Mm-hmm. However, Gunther has really made the IC Championship important to the last memorable champions or series of championship matches we remember from the IC is back in the late 90s. That was a long-ass time ago, right? So for him to, here it is, to eclipse the Hunky Talk Man, you know, coming forward and make that championship mean something on a promotion to where another promotion where championships didn't really mean a lot. Like, right, you got Roman, whose championship is more like a crown than a, than a championship at this point, and you got a new champion in Seth. You know, arguably, Gunther might be the most defending and winning champion that they have right now. Um, gosh, I don't want to, I don't really know. Cause at the, you know what? I, I kind of feel like this and I'm a, I'm a, we can come back to it because I feel like what happens during Moxley's reign? Does the championship still have that same prestige swagger and prestigious? No, as when Moxley, ha- Moxley has it. What happens to the IC championship when Guther and eventually losing the championship? Like, right. Did, they do enough to really make that title mean something for the next champion and for the next series of matches. Maybe that might be the answer or maybe not. So yes, yes. Punk is gone. And punk was like, say he was supposed to work the main event with Starks, but we just lived in a world where that international championship main event, it all out. Gunther has a main event, a a WWE Mm pay-per-view. So that's why, that's why I said, you know, more important uh, was the, international or yeah international title just because of that for sure because you can definitely see definitely orange cassidy main eventing was you know you could see like yes mm-hmm. he definitely should main event right right i don't know if there's a, another you're right with pay-per-view that gunther main eventing would make as much sense yep right yep Yep, yep. Good question though. Really, really good question. Mm-hmm. If you guys have an answer, give it to us. Of course, you can give it to us on Twitter, uh, on our YouTube. Let us know what you guys think. Who's had the, the better reign? Was After you it? give us a five star. Yeah, give us a five star too. <laughs> and leave a comment. I do all do all that kind of good stuff. For sure. So yeah, so uh Jay's on Raw. We knew it after the pay-per-view first night. What'd you guys think? Oh dog. <laughs> it's like in high school, I'm not even gonna throw gangs out there. So you you repping something, and now something happened and you gotta go to another school. He definitely was a crip in blood territory. That I didn't want to say that. Sure. I didn't want to say that. Or the opposite of blood in the crip territory. That is right. for sure. Sheesh. You And you just forget how many people the bloodline is screwed over mm-hmm. until that moment. You was like, damn, he got beat for him too? Damn, he got beat mm-hmm. for him too? Damn, mm-hmm. him too? Yeah. He's got his hands full. But man, does he? do they have a ton of places they can go between now and Mania season for him? With some that, really good TV. That was refreshing because I'm still a little kind of, I think kind of all of us are kind of like what's happening right now. But 
the silver lining in this very moment of that is we can go many different ways over these next several months with, with Jay because of just that. Man, Jay brought like a party atmosphere to that show. Like, right? He got that crowd hype. Yeah. That little, you know, uh, you know, like the little crowd wave. You know, that's what you do at the at the party, right? Like, you know, um, like it was really exciting to see. Like the energy was infectious. I felt it, you know, through the TV screen. And, you know, we talked a while back, like, yo, can you does Jay really have it to be main event? And damn it, he looked like it. It's time for the show improve. Yep, it's time for the show improve. Because I, I was telling you guys, like, look, I got to see more than just a promo for me to kind of start changing. Like, for me, like, I, I'm a Uso guy, but for me, I felt like, man, you know, it's not main event Jay Uso, it's upper card Jay Uso. Like, he he might legit be main event Jay Uso, right? Because he has a connection with that crowd. And it's special, and it's great to see. Um, I can see Jay Uso right now. Challenging Seth for the the world championship, right? And I something. and I, I wouldn't be surprised if he if he won, like right. I mean, he has that type of momentum that I think he can carry and and, and be a a, a a different type of champion that we're used to. I thought it was great. I know, Matt, that you said I don't know if it was and and I get them all blurred if it was text on on a X, right? I'm trying to change my vocabulary uh, <laughs> on text or on X. And that, you know, like, Jay was uh, blown up by the time he got in the ring, Man, right? That boy, he was huffing and puffing. So if you are going to go for the royal title, I'm going to need you to hit the Stairmaster a little bit, Jay, and just, like, <laughs> do your song while you're on the Stairmaster. So you do not blow yourself up from the excitement when you get into the ring. Jay got that microphone. He ain't know what to do. Jay said, woo, I've been wanting to do this for a while, y'all. Yeah. Hold on a second. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He reminds remind me of a pastor after he just did a sermon. He's got to. It's time to come back down. Ooh, gotta get that. But you know, I, I like that though. I thought that was real. Like right no, was, when you right. when when you that excited, you know you get you get blown up in the minute, in the moment. Like that's that's legit. I I, I love that from him. Um, wait, wait. You didn't get blown up. You didn't go. You didn't get blown up doing an Iron Man match with somebody like Brian Di- Brian Danielson. He never blown up in the ring. He got blown up with rave in his hands. He was high. He was a damn. He was emotionally. He was emotionally blown up. He was emotionally blown up. I love that. So are we? Uh. So okay. So then. So two things that I I think maybe we can. Guarantee slash being agreeance on one. KO's gonna power bomb the hell out of uh Sammy. Elephant in the room. Say it. Okay. Are we agreeing that this is it for KO and Sammy? I just know when they got Usi back together again, I'm like, KO ain't gonna like this at all. KO allowed a lot of stuff to happen in this last year in 2023 when it came to the bloodline and Sammy. He he gave him his space. He tried to encourage yep. him. He's gonna come back. And he's going to be like, what are you doing? Mm-mm. He's powerbombing both of them. How about that? I got to tell you guys something. I don't want to see that. I don't think they want to see that either, man. We've been seeing them dudes fight each other for years. I hope that's not where we're going. Um, I would rather them kind of, you know, we got a trade coming up. I would rather see them split them up in that trade How um, than see them, to see them feud together. Cody, so so, so, so that was my next down. thing was... 
we all in agreement, and maybe not for E, but Cody's out of here, right? Cody's going to SmackDown. He's the trade. Which makes, which makes perfect sense. Makes who perfect you, sense. Who if you went over there? Roman. <laughs> <laughs> he did. He did put up on Instagram a photo of, I think it's Roman, and he's and he said, "Acknowledge me." Uh, oh, that God. was on Monday, so it makes perfect sense if you think about this. Cody came out and said, "With a little bit of political power he has, he made this trade." Well, if he knew, or not a trade, but he brought Jada mm-hmm. Raw. If he knew SmackDown would ask for him. You can't run anymore, Roman. I'm mm-hmm. here now. And of course, at that point now, they throw another obstacle in front of him. Because, I, I, you know, you don't well, do that match. that going to be? You don't do that match before uh, Mania. You know, that could be a solo feud. Who knows? That could be a Jimmy feud. That's a long time um, from now to keep them apart. I know, right? So, like, that's so, a long that's time, the, especially on the, the same show. Because you, cause what you don't need is you don't need Jay, Seth, uh, Cody. Cody, as Drew. of right now, Drew. Mm-hmm. I think Drew's starting to heal soon, though. Yeah. I think um, so too. He's getting a little over it. All Sammy, we'll get there. KO. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of upper echelon faces, but at the same time, too, though, let reports tell it. Internal memos, which they finally updated. Thank goodness. Um, they have LA Knight as the top babyface on SmackDown, and they have the Street Profits and Bobby as heels. If you remember a few weeks ago, we talked about it. They still had Knight on there as a heel. I'm like, well, that has to change. Hmm. So, I, I mean, I guess there's still a world where he can still be your top. The, the trade hasn't happened yet. He can still be your top baby face, and Cody is still there potentially because Knight is the hottest wrestler they have in the company right now, but by far. But when I when I heard that, I'm like, oh, okay, that's great. That's that's Cody because if if it's up to SmackDown, why would they take anybody else? Right. It better not be nobody stupid like bringing Miz over. I'll be so mad. <laughs> and man, the work he's doing. Yeah, I'd still be mad though. <laughs> him him and John Cena's match last night. <laughs> Incredible. Incredible. Who thought of that? The Cena coming out. I mean, I need to know. Internets, get down to it. Who who thought of that? And then who thought and of the cameraman to follow and Cena? Stu. Stu yeah, earned right. his money. Stu earned his money on Monday. Yeah. That man did the perfect John. I guess that shows how how often he's shot it. Yeah. Right? Like it's he did memory. it perfectly. Man. <laughs> I, I loved it. Yeah. Like, I, Miz is on the roll right now. He he's really I don't know who he's like feuding with. So is he feuding with Cena? <laughs> John Cena. Be, because he beat him? I like I, I don't know. Like it's he's he's done with LA Knight now, right? Because wasn't Monday, I don't, much more I don't about, think I don't think they're done. I don't think they're. I don't think that Cena and Knight are done. You don't think Cena and Knight are done, or Miz and LA I think I think we might get some type of a three way or something with, with them because obviously, if Miz is still throwing shots at Cena, mm-hmm. like right, because Cena came back to hopefully came back to kind of put a rub on like the the new guys that need to they need additional rub, right? And Miz don't need another rub. Miss right. to miss, so I think I think that based. I don't think they're done. I don't think I don't think Knight and Cena are done with each other. I think Miz is going to be like the heel in the middle, um, to kind of take some of the heat off Knight. Um, I, I don't think they're done. Hmm. Okay. Interesting. Really, really interesting. 
Uh, so let me ask you guys. Um, Shinsuke is offered another title match by the title holder that won clean at a major main event match, and Shinsuke turns him down and then cuts a promo saying because he wants to hurt his back more. That didn't make sense. The, okay, so Shinsuke not accepting it makes more sense, believe it or not, to me than Seth giving him another rematch. Even though I'm talking out of both sides of my neck because I just said Gunther's going to give Gable another shot, um, which I still stand strong on that thought. To me, That's the, the, you stand strong and be wrong. You've done it plenty of times. Don't do that. You've done it do plenty not, of times. Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. That's that's unbecoming of you. Don't do that. Um, <laughs> done it plenty um, of times. Anywho, you made me lost my train of thought. Point is that the Seth part kind of confused me. I think Shinsuke is more of no. I'm playing. I'm in your head. I'm playing mind tricks on you. The, I hated the, that. The, the Seth part, I kind of like. Ugh, that's landing a little bit weird for me. I hated it. Hey, what'd you think? No, I, I agree with Rhodesia. That's what I was going to say. I think that um, Nakamura is, is playing mind games with Seth. Like, yeah, we're going to do this, but not we're going to do this on my time. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I ain't, I ain't ready to do it. Because, like, what he wants to do, you know, you think about it with Nakamura. He's trying to play mind games with him as well, right? With the whispers, I know it's around your back. You know, bringing up his, his, his wife and the kids. He's doing all this to get a psychological edge over him, not just a physical edge right so it kind of makes sense within the story that he's trying to you know when you think about you're trying to get somebody off their game he's trying to get Seth off his game so he can come in and not only dominate him physically but he's trying to dominate him mentally too so it makes sense from a hill perspective because you also got to think about this you know these guys are bad guys so they got to do speed they got to be do some despicable things they can't do it the honorable in the right way he has to do be dastardly and be that evil guy. So I think he's doing a good job. I I, I kind of get it. I get everything you just said. I get everything both of you have just said. If the finish of their match at payback would make sense for Shinsuke to get another title opportunity. Why are you turning down a title opportunity when you lost clean? There is not a rematch clause that says that you were getting another match. That's where it doesn't make sense at. You lost clean. The, the, the title holders is challenge you to another match and you say no then why would you get another shot well here's the thing here's the thing if it was that easy to get one you think he's not gonna get another and that's where i guess we gotta throw out some of the logic but to me that's just not logical that's it's not logical my look like he at at this point like not gonna be like yo i got you right here i got you right where i want you and here's what i'm thinking too and i can't quite remember he never did did he (laughs) was his attachment ever really to the title or was the attachment only ever to Seth? No, he wants the championship. Yeah, he wants, no, he wants champion. That's, yeah. That's so why he, he has mentioned that? Kind of stuff. Okay. Yeah, like, so that, that I didn't like that. I was like, okay, y'all could have came up with something better or at least have a, the finish make that make sense. It's the main event of the show, so you don't want to finish on a DQ finish or something like that. But if it was a finish where both were protected or when the match was over, you could see like, oh, this feud isn't over yet. We knew the feud wasn't over probably just because What's next for Seth? Not anything that happened in that match. So I didn't like that. Uh, I do like we are getting Raquel and Rhea next week. When Judgment Day bar from ringside. Now we know why the match wasn't the best at payback. They were holding some some things back. So I am excited for that. Now I'm going to assume we're going to get on Monday what I thought we were going to get 
on payback. That is next week. This coming. This next raw. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Man, I gotta be honest, y'all. I mean, I don't think them holding back for pay per view had anything to do with why that match might have been lackluster in your mind. But I think that the second match will be better than the first. Right? Kinda, I mean, you know. Probably it probably the same with Shinsuke and Seth too. Now now knowing they're running it back. Yeah, I mean it's, okay. yeah, it'll be like better. Because be like better. these people are some pros, man. They'll they'll figure out I think there's a couple of uh miscues in the women's match that I don't think will be there on, on the next one. I just didn't think Raquel was truly cleared, but I wouldn't imagine the WWE will let her wrestle if she wasn't yeah, no, clear. She's yeah, I mean, maybe, and also just ring rust, or um, isn't this a saying, thank God I never had a broken bone, that sometimes mentally you psych yourself out of your best performance because you're worried you're no. going to hurt yourself again? Matches wasn't the best. It was fine. It was just there. But now, mm-hmm. now like I said, we know why it was just there. They're, they're, they were holding some things back for next week. Speaking of next week, oh boy, am I here for this. Oh boy. NXT mm-hmm. next week. Tiffany Stratton versus Becky Lynch in the main event. Oh, it, was an, it was announced? It was announced. Tiffany oh. uh, defended her title, and then Becky showed up and said whatever she said, and hey, next week is on. Yeah. I am so looking forward to that. What was that so on? looking forward to that. Oh. <laughs> um, wow, this is the first time me hearing of it. Great. This is... This this is like those opportunities of someone who's younger, like Tiffany Stratton. To, all right, let me. I'm in a ring with a, a professional, a veteran who knows how to go in a ring. It's time for you to upgrade, sister. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited for that. Mm-hmm. Reese, I know you actually had a question you said on last pod. You had like a woman's question, so that's that's a great segue for you. Yeah, I had a couple things too about Raw and the women. I think that's a lead kind of all into that. Um, just really quickly on Shayna and Zoe, do we think that this is going to turn into a tag team at some point between the two of them? Or was this a one-off? Because it's something that was undeniable about how kind of just tenacious both of them are. And it's, it's kind of hard to get that. And when you get that, like, authentically, it, you kind of got to put that in a bottle. Yeah, I, I put on uh, Twitter new you know next women's tag team champions but i don't know if i truly believe that uh, i think the story was more just the mutual respect type of thing i would love for them to be a tag team i, I would but um i don't know if that's best for zoe right now and is Shayna a face is zoe a face we don't know do we know? Like, I don't know. We're going to assume so, right? Like, Trish was a heel. Ronda was the heel. Yep. They're coming off of fighting heel opponents. They give each other mutual respect in the, the match. So that seems to be a face. I just, I mean, I don't know. Uh, they, got, they got some work to do to make Zoe come across like a, a face. She's just, a, to me, she's just a badass heel. It's how she comes across. And I think Shanna is too. I mean, Shayna, I think, is more Same. versatile and, and yeah. moving her. I think Shayna could be more believable as a face. But well, actually, whatever. It doesn't matter. E, what's your thoughts on the two of them? Did you get a chance to see the, their interaction, their match? Oh, yeah. I watched it. What'd I you feel? It. Man, I was so bored. Oh, Lord. Okay. So the final elephant in the room. Is there any truth behind it or what? When Chelsea in her backstage and it came up that Piper is hurt. Is that legit? No, she's not hurt. 
No, she just has an illness. I mean, who knows? Maybe she caught COVID. They're saying she'll be back like really soon. Okay. Because I'm like, so you've got to be kidding me. Yeah. Okay. Because even Chelsea called it um, the, the mm-hmm. tag team is, was it Jinx or what she said? Not curse. 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 <laughs> not curse. Yeah, not curse. <laughs> All right. Um, well, so I want to get, I had a Twitter question. How you, how y'all like that? <laughs> Let me pull it up. I don't really operate Twitter like this, but okay. I got a Twitter question from Country Cousin at Green Devante 93. So random, but I need more response to your great answer for not holding women's wrestling to a different standard. I think if you list the WWE women, the current top, they're better than the men. The women are better and they're underused. No way Bailey or Flair should feel stale. Can I get this debate? The women are better. So I personally haven't had enough time to like really think this through because I wanted to be fair to y'all because I'm going to ask y'all this question as well. I did before the show kind of just put up what I thought would be like the top women of WWE and the top guys of the WWE. And based off of what we've talked about over the last several weeks, booking, um, what we've been presented on them, overall, do you feel that these top women in totality are better than the men or vice versa? And for women, I have EL Sky, Charlotte Flair, Bianca Belair, Bailey, Becky Lynch, Rhea Ripley. Whoa, you I, got too many. Are we, supposed to, are we supposed to just remember these folks? Okay, I could do it if again. If we're doing a comparison? Because, I mean, this is how I'm, I'm many good. top women I think we have. Um, Go ahead, I'm good. I'll again, follow we, you. Um, after Rhea Ripley, Asuka, and I just threw Zelina in there because I think they're trying to make her to be a top woman. Um, I don't quite feel that yet, but I'm just going to put her there out of respect. Then on the guy side, I have Roman, Cody, Gunta, Seth, Drew, Gunta, Gunta, Sammy, KO, Brock Lesnar, and LA Knight. Of course, these are singles. These are not tag teams because I probably maybe could have. No, I wasn't going to put Street Profits. Never mind. So this is kind of what I have as the top men, top women of WWE. I personally feel the women that I've named as a whole kills the guys, but you look at your Roman, your Cody, your Brock, and it's almost like but there's no comparison to them. So that's kind of where I land. As a, as a solid overall, I think the women roster is stronger. But when you look at the men and what they have done and moved the needle, it's kind of hard to argue that. Now, of course, they've also been booked and been produced that way and been storyline written that way. But I, I, I think overall women is better, but you just got like three heavy hitters on the men's side. What y'all thinking? You want me to go? Yeah, I'm go ahead. thinking. So I'm a fan of a lot of those women, especially Bianca. Sky, but you got you got to think about how many potential match of the year candidates that we have from a lot of those men. Not just with Brock, Cody, Roman. We just talked about Gunther and Gable, and you know even some of the you know Logan Paul and Ricochet, and a lot of these you know matches that really are some show stopping matches. And I don't, outside of the Becky and Trish match that we just recently got, and we, we, talking about, we had a whole last few 
that's the last for two years with them. Um, that me as a fan, as much as I like both of those women, I just it's just hard for me to get into it. Something just didn't click. I I gotta say, when we talk about wrestlers, even like a Bailey, I've seen her in multiple matches on TV. And the matches just was there. I think a lot of the matches that those women have been having on TV for the most part, on average, are just there. Now, are those women stars? Yeah, but when I think about a lot of these men are stars too. And, you know, they're not going like a Seth Rollins is going um, with the right opponent um, or Cody has gone. Now, you want to talk about opportunity and creative I think that's where the biggest miss for the women's division, which is why I call for somebody to have a specific singular focus for them to write for them so they can get more entertaining stories. Cause I, I think that if anytime you got the same people writing maybe two segments in a show, it's kind of, and they get limited time to show what they can do. It's kind of hard. Um, but I just feel like, you know, we, when we talk about even on AEW, like the the banger matches that you guys talked about, you know, those weren't women matches. You got we we had um a great match on the A all out card, right? Um Ruby, Soho, and and Chris, and we hey, skipped Chris. over that match. Like, right? Um that's where I, I think about where women's wrestling is right now. I just think there's just so many men ahead of them that you know, we talk about Kenny and, and uh, I'm about to call him Shibata, not Shibata. What's my man who beat Kenny just now? What's his name? Takesta. 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 Like in that knee. Like, you know, like who giving knees like that in the women's division? I mean, there might be a couple. Actually, Mandy Rose had a nice knee too. God she rest did. her soul. God rest her soul. Um, but for me, it's just the men. I, I think that the women, you know, um, maybe haven't been given the same spotlight. But I'm going with the men. Before you go, Matt, this imp- I I you know, kind of agree there what you were saying too. But I'm looking at kind of the my list, and I'm privileged to the ones I just written down, so I can go back and look at it. We talked about Rhea this year having a, a great match with Charlotte. We how about Becky having a great match with Trish, and that's like my top four, five possible matches of the year. I don't know I can say that on the guy side. Of course, Roman and Cody, WrestleMania night too, but that I think is just something completely different. I I don't know if I would say the same as far as my favorite matches of the year. I think there is more women matches of those ones I named than men matches. Well, go ahead, Matt. That's a sliding scale. Oh, Matt's praying right now. No, Amen. it's a sliding uh, scale. Okay, one, is, yeah, he was, one is he was not, one is not indicative of the other. So when you're talking about the women, there's not a lot of women wrestlers on WWE's roster. So you can't you can't even talk about like the question would have to be maybe who shows up bigger in big matches. But take give, give me give me your top four guys outside of Roman. Roman's not on TV weekly. So looking at this, I'm gonna have to just go off of what we have is Cody. No, Seth. no, come up for you. So you got Cody, you got Seth. Gunther. Gunther. And then just because right now, LA Knight. Take LA Knight out. Okay. Um, is Brock, is he, does he compare? I mean, it's like, is he up for debate at this point? 
No, just because he's not on TV right now. And then I would have said Drew, but Drew hasn't been on TV enough this year. That's the point that I'm getting at. That there's okay, more but, solid but, but women. we have Seth, we have Cody. Who's your third one you said? I said Gunther. Gunther. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. You can also yeah, go with... Yeah, I mean, you can go with Sammy. But you I don't go think... With the, you can go with one of the Usos, or you can go with Jay. You gotta go I'm with Jay. Looking, I'm, yeah, mm-hmm. I'm just looking at... What I'm looking at is people that work every week on TV. That's what I'm looking at. It's hard to compare this. It's hard to have this conversation when they work every single week on TV. And when's the last time Becky's worked a televised match outside of Zoe or Trish? I really can't remember. When's the last time we've seen Charlotte work weekly TV? She doesn't right now. But that's not, that's not the, that doesn't gauge the caliber of the wrestler themselves. That's just how they got, but it does because. No, it does gauge the caliber because that's that's my point. If you can't, if Kenny was back in New Japan, Kenny mm-hmm. worked four times a year, and that's it. Kenny is going to walk away as being the best wrestler in the history of wrestling every single year because he only has to wrestle four times. So if you look at the women and the women, they don't get the proper opportunities to wrestle every week. So if their their only matches are big pay per view matches, it's going to look like not that they're better than what they are but it's going to look like they maximize their time better than what the men do. And that's just not true. The men get more time on TV. So it's, it's hard to compare. So like that question by itself, and I understand what he's saying and shout out to him for sending that question. Um, I understand why he's saying that, but to me like that, that answer is like an incomplete until either one, the women are in more programs on TV or until they bolster the women's roster. Then you can look at it and compare it to say, oh, okay, well, Becky's worked 12 matches in the last two months, and so has Seth. Now we can compare. But if Seth is working 14 matches in a three-month time span and Becky's working two, it's incomplete. The answer is incomplete because I only have two matches to go off of. And say if one of those matches don't go off great. Now it looks like Becky sucks. Mm Mm-hmm. Opposed to one match not going off great with Seth. Yeah, but he's got these other 13 bangers that were incredible. So it's hard to say. Now, do I think if you were now if you were to ask me, hey, legit, I'm starting a new wrestling promotion. And I get the pick of the litter from the top women's wrestlers or the top guys wrestlers. I'm taking Roman out and I'll take I mean Roman's just on a whole just take Roman out. Mm-hmm. There's a world where I'm taking Bianca first. There's a world where I could be taking Charlotte first. There's a world where Rhea. I could be taking Rhea first. There's a world where I could be taking Ego Eo second or third. But that's the Bailey, point that I'm making. Second or third, right? But and I and I feel I I feel that way. I feel that if you're looking at just this crop that you have, you have one crop or the other, because of those women that I just named there, and I'm looking at right now. To me, I think that they would absolutely kill it. Whereas the guys, yeah, you got, again, you got Roman taking Roman out. You got Cody, who, again, I can't take him out because he is on TV every week. So yeah, he's that heavy hitter over there. But, beti- but between, besides Roman and Cody, the women, I feel, kill it. To that point of that you mentioned, if I have started my own company today, like I, I would imagine if we could fast forward time and then come back in time, if these women were on Impact, where we know Impact champion women's wrestling Mm -hmm. 
and to see how that compare there than it does right now in WWE for the top guys. That that would be a much more fair conversation. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, not- me, I'm thinking of it. I, I think if you were to right now, this is no shock. I, I, like I said, I want more from women in wrestling. I want more opportunities for them. I want better creative. Um, but I think if you, like I said, if you were to take a pay-per-view, like, okay, on Friday, I'm going to have an all-women pay-per-view, right? All the top girls. And they're going to have a banger of a match, right? You match them all up and you have one on the men's side, right? Put the top guys against each other. Right? Who do you think will come out and have the better show? Well, that's not right fair now. because we already know that there's, misogyn- there's misogynistic people out there. there. There's men out there that will not support. Certain- and there's women too. But just well, I mean, general, I mean us. Let's more- just, let's no, just no, say no, us. No, he's asking you. Oh, he's asking I'm talking you about us. the better show. Yeah, and the men, the men will have the better show. Yeah, they would. Because again, I think one of the valid points that Matt made is that because we see them more. They're on TV more. So I have a better chance of growing an attachment to the guys than I were the women. Just because that's what I'm seeing. I mean... I mean, just right now, like if you were to take like, because the question was like, you know, we have these women, you know, he matched up against the guys, like there's more women. But if you were to put a show together, like the men, we think might put on a better show, right? We just, we just saw on Payback that, and I hear, I actually didn't mind the Rhea and Raquel match, right? But, you know, we thought the match just was there. It it was fine. Yeah, it was fine. It was fine. Nothing to write home about. It wasn't horrible. It wasn't great. It was, it was there. Unfortunately, and this is because we also have a smaller sample size of women matches, but I would say on average, most of the women matches are fine. Like, right? Like, we we got a couple of bangers. Like I said, we, great match out of Trish and Becky. We had, a, I think, Bianca and EO was another fabulous match. Like, right? But, you know, Charlotte and Rhea was another one. But those are kind of spaced out. And there's a lot of there's a lot of things to happen in between that, and a lot of times they're just fine. Now it's it's kind of hard. Like I said, it's a small sample size, and we see more guys wrestling. You were going to see some duds maybe from the men too, because it's, it's more of them to see. But and 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 that goes back to presentation. We typically get what one women's match a week. Yeah, across maybe, AEW and WWE. Yeah, not, I mean, I'm sorry, per show, per show. Actual match, yes, but again, with the Judgment Day and Rhea being a, such a huge presence, we see her yeah, throughout the show. But let's take her yeah, out of it. We see her; she's feuding with the guys. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Take her yeah. out of it. Take her out of it. Right? She's there's one woman's match. Yeah, yeah. So, so there's one women match typically on Raw and SmackDown. There's one women's match on AEW. Yeah. Hopefully, there's one on Collision. So you're talking about four matches between the two major companies compared to probably. Four, eight, twelve, sixteen, or twenty men matches a week. Mm-hmm. That's why that's why it's hard to compare. If there's anything that Triple H can work on, it is doing better by the women. I am sure I haven't done it. Maybe I'll do it. If I was to go back and look at Raw shows, you know, two years ago, three years ago, with the matches, I guarantee you it was more women's representation in terms of matches before than it is now. They, they but I almost feel like time. I almost feel like. Like you look at the the women's raw division right now. This is what I was bringing up. Like I just feel like it's kind of stale. It's very top heavy with Rhea. Like right, she is not just a, a dominant woman. She's like a she's like one of the the faces of Raw. Like right, like I might even argue after Cody. Like she Rhea's right there with Seth. 
as far as like powerful personalities on that show. Then you got Trish and Becky, right? Who had a eh, type of feud, but I can't think of who's the next challenger for her. Like, right? Because like, you know, Becky is feuding with Tiffy. Mm-hmm. Like, who's who's next that's credible for Rhea that you can think that's going to really challenge her for the championship? Like, right? Who do you think is going to be next that's going to give her a great match in that division? Because I'm, I'm seriously, I don't know who's going to give her. Cause here's, the, here's the thing. Like, we talk about how great you know, Rhea is, but it takes two. Like, who, what's the next woman on that roster that's going to challenge her and not maybe hold her back from really shining in that ring? And unfortunately, that's not the fault of the talent. That's presentation. Mm-hmm. I'm sure there. I'm sure there's there's because of how Rhea's been presented. If she's taking on guys and body slamming guys and suplexing guys, it's hard then to put her in there with a quote unquote normal female and think that she that person has a chance. But then they also don't have anybody hot either. The only people that's hot, in my opinion, we just saw them wrestle each other for the SmackDown title, or I guess that's what it's called now, right? Now Charlotte, EO, Bianca, Asuka. You take those four out, and I don't know what else you really have right and now. And they're on SmackDown. As, as constructed. Yeah. Yep. They got to be better. They, they, they got to be better, and hopefully it happens sooner rather than later, for sure. So what else y'all got before we get up out of here? That's about it. I would say we had a really good two weeks of wrestling overall. A lot of stuff, a lot of great matches. Uh, We were in attendance for a lot of it. Just again, it doesn't go on me unnoticed as far as how privileged we are to want to talk about the stuff that we talk about here and to watch what we watch on TV. So that's it. What y'all looking forward to this week? I was thinking about that Um, for the first time in a long time. I am not looking forward to anything bloodline related on SmackDown. Oh, (laughs) damn. To be honest, seriously, I'm not. Now, if they said Roman returns, okay, maybe. But I'm not looking forward to anything bloodline related. I would probably most be looking forward to... uh, It would be the fallout from all out. Like now that we got through this show. Okay. Now give me what we can expect for storylines. We know that the, they're having the tournament to see who MJF's uh, contender is going to be for, I think author Ash. But for me, that's kind of what I'm most looking forward to is actually tonight on dynamite and collision just to see now how everything is a full week removed from punk being there. Well, I was going to bring it up at all out combo, but I am looking forward to see where we're going to go. Hopefully we see it this week. If not next week, whenever we'll see it, but hopefully we see it this week. The video package we saw for Los and Governables and how Roosh is going to come back. Like I'm excited. Oh, yeah. And it was in zero dark hour. I can't get the name of it. The pre-show. What was it called? Zero, zero dark 30, zero hour. Um, zero dark 30. Th- that was a movie. I think. Point is, and it, it wasn't even called that, but yeah, it was. It's called Zero Dark Thirty. Mm-mm. Okay. So. Anyways, Los you got. I think I think the words right. I just think that the uh, order of the words is wrong. 
point is zero <laughs> zero hour. Right. They had a video package. No, it was for, no, it was zero. See, I told you. Yep, my bad. Sorry. I cannot wait to see because they've had a couple videos and now we had another one that was on the zero hour. I wanna see where that's gonna go. Man, like so it Roosh did a great job. But when he kept zooming zooming into the faces of uh <laughs> like bands. Right? Man, that was so hokey. Like they that kind of killed it a little bit for me, man. And then all of a sudden the family laughing out loud, right? They this I didn't think it was supposed to be a joke. Like, I don't think it's supposed to be a joke, man. That was just some bad production right there. Like, but um, for me, I guess I'm looking forward to seeing. I'm hoping that Collision continues to be one of the standout shows for me. I think uh, it will, I, though. I hope so. I think um, it will. Because I, I no TK slander, but he has a lot of faith in uh in, in, in Brian. Right. And I'm hoping that sometimes we like people who are like us. Like, right. You like people, you like people who have similar interests, etc. Hopefully, hopefully the reason why he doesn't like, he likes Brian's booking so much is because it's similar to his own booking. And if that's the case, then. I don't think that's the case, man. And I'll tell you why. I remember years ago when he was still with WWE, Vince was looking at him as being somebody that could be on like the creative team because he thought Brian's mind was that good and we know Vince and Tony Khan got a completely different booking philosophy so I think he's probably more on what you are looking for and that also could be why Collision is more of our show is because he may have much more influence over there and I heard he does I heard he's a big part he's always been a big part of the creative so but hey, but I, right, right before right before we leave, leave out, so if he's going to be the main focus on collision, and he's part of the um, BCC, yeah, like how does that work? I thought about that, but remember, uh, they told WBD that the soft split is over. Yeah. So maybe and that's the BCC. That's works problematic Wednesdays too. And, and I thought he was going to be out of it, uh, the BCC, but he was still rocking with them. So we shall yeah, see. We'll see. So we, we shall, shall see. And then, and then just real quick, the second thing I'm most excited about is to see uh, just what's next for LA Night and then another week of the Prophets and Lashley. So we'll revisit that. We talked about that on the last show, but we'll revisit that after we get another week. And now that allegedly internally the Prophets and Bobby are heels, let's see what SmackDown looks like. And then we can talk about Montez not figuring out how he's supposed to act yet as a as a heel. MVP <laughs> save us, man. P save us. Oh man. Well, thank you guys as always. That's a wrap for us in this episode. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, I did not shout out the socials. Let me do that real quick. Twitter, that's FNW. Instagram, that's FNW. YouTube, that's freaking wrestling. It is all there. So uh, a ridiculous amount of wrestling over the last couple weeks and it ain't stopping no time soon but football season Woo-hoo! is here now i am repping my lion shirt i hope next time we talk to you guys the lions are one and oh because we need it we and need you it. see you see travis kelsey knee or is him that is him right oh my god <laughs> on that note as always we'll see you guys next time
camera raise. Jesus.